0: Oh man, this box is really, really heavy. Good thing I pulled it out of the basement. Time to get ready for the Christmas season. Now I don't know about you, but when I think about Christmas, there's a lot of things to be joyful about. Uh, I pull this out of the basement and I think of, you know, we just had this Christmas pageant. Kids, did Mary and Joseph, and it was great, you know, that fills my heart with joy when I think about Christmas, I I often think about singing carols. Does anyone know what this is? This is a hymnal. (laughs) It's full of Christmas songs, and we we gather together, and we sing, and and that fills our hearts with joy. Or or maybe it's uh, the presents. We love presents at Christmas. Giving presents, receiving presents, uh, watching kids open presents on Christmas morning. Or maybe it's... uh, Christmas cookies, you know, I wonder if these have been in here all year. <laughs> we love Christmas baking, you know, the house is full of the smells of the oven going and the pie, or maybe for some of us it's, uh, it's family, it's my family, um, you know, you get together with your family, they come over for, for Christmas celebrations and these things uh, fill our hearts with joy, but there's something else about Christmas, isn't there? There's something else. There's a message of Christmas that we read about in the Bible. And when we think about presents and family get-togethers and Christmas baking and and singing Christmas carols and the joy that comes from all of that, that's all a wonderful, wonderful thing. But what about when it all wears off? You know, if if you're like me, you, you have these boxes in the basement... With all the Christmas stuff, and you, you pull them up at the end of November, beginning of December. You, you unpack everything, you enjoy it for five weeks, and then the new year rolls around. And you start putting everything back into the box. Because Christmas is over. You know, our culture heralds Christmas as a season of joy. But these feelings of joy that are rooted in presents or children's programs, they're, it's temporary, isn't it? What happens when the presents are tossed aside? When the Christmas baking has all been eaten? When the chocolates run out? When the Hallmark Christmas shows aren't as fun and enjoyable as they were at the beginning of the season? He's realized it's the same story over and over again. When the family's gone home, does the joy fade? Does it get put back in a box? with the Christmas ornaments waiting to be brought out again the next year. But there's a joy in Christmas that goes so much deeper than all of these other joys. The joy that we are taught about in the Bible, it's the joy that we celebrate during this Advent season. This joy will not pass. It's not a joy tied to Hallmark movies or Christmas pageants. It's not a joy tied to a gift given or received. The kids uh, demonstrated this for us this, this morning. And they read for us a bit out of Luke chapter 2. And in Luke chapter 2, I'll read it for us again. Um, we read about these shepherds, starting in verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Because today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. The angels came with a message of good news. Good news of great joy great joy we need to ask ourselves why is this news so joyful well if we go back into the old testament and look at isaiah chapter 9 this is another familiar christmas passage isaiah gives us this picture he says that there's people walking in darkness he said and this starts in verse 2 the people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of the shadow of death a light has shone you have enlarged the nation, you have increased their joy. They rejoice because of you as people rejoice at the harvest, as men rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot not used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be disdained for burning, will be fuel in the fire. Isaiah's painting this picture. Darkness. Sorrow, oppression, there's an enemy, there's things in the lives of these people that just aren't right. The people that Isaiah is talking about, it's like they're looking at their situation and their circumstance and they're going, man, it's really dark right now. It's really dark right now. How are we supposed to get out of this? And this is not unlike the state of Israel when Jesus was born. Some 2,000 years ago. They're living under Roman rule. They don't have their own government. And the people of Israel had this anticipation and this hope of this message from the Old Testament that there was this man who was going to come and set them free. That God was going to send someone who was going to deliver them. Who was going to redeem them. But for the Israelites, they're looking around and they're like, I don't feel very redeemed right now. Things are pretty dark. Are they going to get better? Isaiah gets to verse verse 6 of Isaiah. He says, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Friends, this is what the angels announced to the shepherds. The angels came to the shepherds and said, This is a message of great joy. The darkness that you're experiencing, a light has come. The bondage that you find yourself in, freedom is soon available. The brokenness you're experiencing in your life, there will soon be healing. It's good news. It's great, great joy. And the angels said that a Savior had been born. He is Christ, He is the Messiah. And this word Christ, it's easy for us to think that Christ was somehow Jesus' last name. <laughs> that he's Jesus Christ. Christ is his last name. Uh, but the word Christ means Messiah. Messiah means the chosen one or the anointed one. He's the one that God was going to send to rescue Israel from this place of bondage. And the one who is coming to rescue them had arrived. Truly a message of joy. This is a joyful message. You know, have you ever received good news? What emotion did you feel? The birth of a child, the lifting of a financial burden, the safe arrival of a loved one. Long-awaited change coming to a difficult situation. Joy comes. And friends, I have good news because the message That the angels brought to the shepherds some 2,000 years ago is as true and relevant to us today as it was then. This message of good news rings out to us today that where we feel darkness, hurt, depression, anxiety, burdens, sickness, in the midst of all of this, the pain and frustration that you and I feel in our day-to-day lives, friends, we can have joy. Because the Messiah has come. God's chosen one has come. The one who is going to redeem and restore us. He has come. And He's given us hope. He's given us fellowship with a God who meets us in our pain. He's given us fellowship with a God who desires to do a work in our difficult situations, if we allow Him to. Jesus came to turn our sorrow into joy. And friends, that is not a joy that we pack up into a box at the end of Christmas season. And this joy is lasting because this joy is rooted in what God has done. This joy is lasting because it's rooted in what God has done. It's a joy based on, not on what we do. It's not a joy based on a, a Christmas carol or great baking or watching presents be opened or joining in with family around a Christmas tree on Sunday morning. We go on reading in Isaiah chapter 9, at the end of uh, verse 7. It says, it is the zeal of the Lord Almighty that will accomplish this. It's the Bible saying that this joy is a sure thing because God is doing this work. God is doing this work. For many of us this year, when we think of Christmas and perhaps, it's hard to feel joy. We think about this Christmas season and, and we can't help but be reminded of our own difficult situations. There may be, we may be heading into this Christmas thinking of people who will not be with us. Who've maybe passed away in this last year. Maybe as we head into this season, it's overshadowed by financial difficulties. Loss. Maybe you're experiencing difficulty in your own emotional life. Struggling with depression or anxiety. And you're wondering, man, am I going to let myself be happy this Christmas? I don't know if I can do it. The invitation of Christmas is for us to embrace this good news. The invitation... Of Christmas is for us to embrace this good news in the midst of all of these difficult situations. The message of Christmas is this good news of great joy that comes to us no matter the experiences we're in, no matter the situations we're in. There is opportunity for great joy because of who Jesus is, because of what Jesus has done. We know the joy of Christmas was made complete when Jesus satisfied the requirements of the law. Dying on the cross, but rising again. His triumph over death is very, very good news to us. Jesus has worked reconciliation. Friends, it's very easy for us to miss out on this joy. It's easy for us to go through Christmas and and enter into all these really good things. The children's pageant, the carols, the baking, the presents, the family. And to not give much thought to the the good news and the joy that we have available in Jesus Christ. So let us resist the temptation. What I love about Luke chapter 2 is that the the shepherds didn't just hear this good news. The angel said to them to, to go and see. This will be a sign unto you said, you'll find a baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. The shepherds had to go and see the baby. And they went and they fixed their minds, they fixed their eyes, they fixed their attention on this good news. So let us, this season, be mindful of the greatest joy available to us. Let us resist the temptation to stay in the fields among the sheep and to keep ourselves from the wonder of God becoming flesh, dwelling among us, working redemption. So I encourage you, this week, with your family, identify one thing that might be keeping you from joy this season. Maybe ask your children, hey, what's something you're feeling sad about right now? Ask that question of yourself. What's something I feel sad about? Then as a family, take that situation to Jesus in in prayer. You know, it's looking at that situation and and coming to Jesus and saying, Jesus, this thing is really, it's distracting, it's, it's heavy, it's a burden. But take it to Jesus and say, Jesus, help me to experience your joy in the midst of this situation. For those of you who are maybe mourning this Christmas, I invite you to to come this week on on Thursday night. We're having a blue Christmas service uh, here in this building. There's an opportunity to grieve uh, grieve a loved one, to grieve one who will not be with you this Christmas. To do that in in the fellowship of others, in a safe place, to take that grief to Jesus, to meet with Him in that time. There's opportunities for that. And in this way, as we think about the gospel, as we think about this good news, we realize that at the end of the season, we don't have to put it back in a box and say, okay, Christmas is over. I can take the tree down, I can put the ornaments in, I can, you know, I can put it all away, pull it out next year." Friends, let's resist that temptation this year. Let us remember that the joy of Christmas can stay out of the box. That it goes with us into January, February, March, April, and then the rest of the year. Because the message of the gospel, the good news, the joy that we have available to us in the finished work of Jesus Christ is as available to us at Christmas time as it is 365 days a year. We just have to choose to enter into it. And maybe for some of you, you're sitting here and going, well, I've, you know, I hear what you're talking about, I, I, I've just never experienced this before. What does it mean to enter into this joy? Well, I invite you. Think about this gospel message. Jesus has come to make a way for you to be in relationship with God. To live an abundant life. To have joy in the midst of any circumstance. His invitation very simply is to come to Him. To come to Jesus and, and say, Jesus, I need you. In the midst of all these situations in my life, I need you. To come to Jesus in repentance, that's just simply saying, Lord, I'm sorry for the things I've done. I'm sorry for the ways that I've pushed you out of my life. I pray that you'd help me to live my life the way that you desire me to. It's a very simple, simple prayer. So I want to lead us in that prayer. Uh, Brad and Leanne are going to come and, uh, and with Mel and then sing the song, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. And Come that Long Expected Jesus is maybe not a song that um, we think of when we think of singing a joyful Christmas carol. But friends, it is so joyful. It's this petition, this cry out saying, Jesus, come and move in my life. Come and move in my situation. Come and move in my circumstance. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the joy that we were able to have as we watched the kids um, sing these songs, Lord, as they brought to us the message of Jesus coming to men. And Lord, I pray that, that the Christmas story and this picture would just be in the front and center of our minds this week. And Father, I, I'm sure that there are some of us this morning who are sitting here feeling like, I don't feel very joyful right now. And Lord, I pray that you would just reach out and and touch their hearts this morning. And if that's you, I invite you to pray with me this prayer. It's quietly in your heart. Lord Jesus, I, I am sorry for the ways that I've pushed you out of my life. I'm sorry for the many ways that I get distracted and live my life apart from you. Jesus, I pray that you would forgive me. Lord, I pray that you would forgive me for living my own way and ignoring your ways. And Jesus, I want to do life in partnership with you. I want to live life knowing the joy that you've made available. So Lord, help me to accept that. Help me to live in that joy. Lord, I pray that you would lead me, that you would lead my life. In Jesus' name, amen.